You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition of Transfer Talk, we're going to be bringing you updates on the future of Tammy Abraham. We're going to be talking James Madison and we're going to be talking about an old transfer target that Arsenal appear to have reignited their interest in. So plenty to get through on this edition of our Transfer Talk series. First of all, hope you guys are all well. Sun is shining here in London today, which makes a change because it's been literally chucking it down with rain uh, for the last few days. So delighted to see a bit of sunshine. I know it puts me in a better mood. Uh, Hopefully it does the same for you guys as well. But what's not putting me in a good mood at the moment is Arsenal's lack of transfer activity. Arsenal uh, still yet to do another deal, uh, still yet to do uh, the business that we need to do, you feel, in this transfer window to make sure that Arsenal can be as strong as possible going into the new season. There is a lot of concern around the lack of activity. I've said it for ages that, you know, it feels as though Arsenal's plan this summer was very reliant upon Arsenal moving players out. And at this moment in time, they've not been able to do that, therefore making it difficult for the Gunners to uh, to go after, I guess, and, and to get over the line some of the deals that they're trying to do in terms of incoming. So it's a really um, frustrating time as an Arsenal fan. The season's just days away. Uh, of course, Brentford to come on Friday night in our Premier League opener. And you look at this squad and you do wonder if it is strong enough, if it's been improved enough for us to take a step forward. Some people even would suggest that maybe the squad has gone backwards, given the players that we've lost. Martin Odegaard has left the club. Danny Ceballos has left the club. Matt Ryan has also departed as well. So Arsenal, not in the best of shape and understandably fans are starting to get frustrated. And we're going to bring you some news today or some updates anyway, that are certainly not going to do anything to ease that. And we're going to start off with an update on the future of Tammy Abraham. Now the Chelsea striker has been linked with a move to Arsenal this summer. The club are said to have a strong interest in the young striker talked a lot in the past about Tammy Abraham's style and how stylistically maybe he fits a little bit better than what we've currently got at our disposal. And let me make it clear, I'm not saying Tammy Abraham is a better striker than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I'm not even sure he's a better striker than Alexander Lacazette. What I'm talking about is the way he plays the game, the attributes and the qualities that he would bring to the table. You just feel might be a little bit better suited to this system that Mikel Arteta is currently picking. And it's clear that we're not getting the max out of Alex Lacazette and it's clear that we're not getting the max out of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So striker is a position of concern. It's not the top, top priority from my perspective, but it is a position Arsenal could do with improving in for sure. And the latest on Tammy Abraham is that Chelsea have agreed to deal with Roma that would see the uh, young England international move to Serie A and join up with Jose Mourinho. Now, it's understood that Chelsea would prefer to sell Tammy Abraham abroad. Surprise, surprise. I'm sure they'd rather send him elsewhere than strengthen a team that I don't think they'll be in direct competition with, but a fellow member 
of the big six. Notice I don't call it the top six anymore. It's the big six. Uh, but that's the latest. So Roma supposedly have agreed a deal with Chelsea that would see Tammy Abraham move to Rome if, of course, the player agrees to it. Now, the structure of this deal is unclear. And I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans since this news dropped saying, well, Roma clearly do have money. It's just they didn't want to pay for Granit Xhaka. Actually, what we do know about the structure of the deal that would take Tammy Abraham to Roma is that initially it is a loan deal. It is a loan deal with a loan fee of around about 5 million euros. Then there's been a quoted figure of 35 million euros to be paid later on. But it's not clear whether that is as part of an obligation to buy Tammy Abraham or part of an option to buy Tammy Abraham. That's the bit that we're not clear on. And I've read contradicting reports on that. So I wouldn't like to say which one is accurate. But whatever the structure of this deal, the only thing that is clear is that Roma would be looking to loan Tammy Abraham initially and get that deal done that way before maybe uh, including an obligation or, in fact, an option to purchase the player a little bit later on. So what I'm saying is the, the narrative around Roma and their lack of transfer funds or, or their unwillingness to blow most of their transfer funds on Granit Xhaka is still valid. You know, it's still, um, it's still true of Roma and their current situation. They just, you know, with Tammy Abraham, it would be a deal that involves an initial loan, which obviously keeps the costs down initially. It would be Roma kicking the can down the road, essentially, in their pursuit of Tammy Abraham. And that report comes from Sky Italy. Now, Tammy Abraham is a player that is not expected to have much game time at Chelsea this season. Romelu Lukaku uh, is on the verge of rejoining the club. They also spent big, didn't they, on Timo Werner, Kai Havertz and a number of others last season, which makes it really, really difficult uh, for, of course, uh, you know, Tammy Abraham to get a look in at Stamford Bridge. And that's why he wants to move away. It's why Chelsea are open to moving him on. But Arsenal... Roma, not the only clubs interested. Atalanta have also been credited with a strong interest in Tammy Abraham as well. And it looked like Arsenal may move for the player. And I know that Abraham has divided opinion amongst the Arsenal faithful. Is he the one we need? Is he the one you'd like to see come in? But I think even if you were on the fence about it, the fact that it looks like he's going to go elsewhere may be seen as a little bit of a blow uh, because it does feel like everybody Arsenal are going after in this transfer window is just proving too expensive and it's just proving a, a deal and a step too far for the Gunners at the moment. And that's a big, big area of concern. Let's take some of your thoughts and questions from the live chat box with regards uh, to the Tammy Abraham stuff. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to Manscaped. Check them out. Check out the Lawnmower 4.0. You will not be disappointed. It's a fantastic product. Anti-cutting technology as well, which is exactly what you need really when you're attacking that particular area. So check out manscaped.com. And if you enter our discount code, which is 90min20, you'll receive 20% off of your total order as well as free worldwide shipping. So you can stand to save yourself a fair chunk of money. Let's go over to the comments and see what you guys are saying with regards uh, to the uh, Tammy Abraham stuff. Uh, big hello, first of all, to Gallagate Shots, uh, our friends on the 90 Min Podcast Network, Newcastle United Podcast. And as you can see from their comment, they are delighted that Joe Willock is headed back to Tyneside. Uh, let's see. 
what we've got here in terms of your thoughts. And I've there's quite a few uh, comments with regards to uh, Roma and their financial situation. As I've explained, any deal that takes Tammy Abraham over to the Stadio Olimpico would be a loan deal initially, and there wouldn't be any major fee paid up front. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, just talking about the strikers. Guna Legends says, get the right service to our strikers and they will score goals. They've proved that in the past. Problem is the style of play. It's all wrong for them. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but if that is the style of play that we are going to persist with, then you need strikers that can fit into that system. And it's why Lacazette has been playing as the centre forward and not Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I don't for a second think that Lacazette is a better goal scorer than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. It's just he's a little bit more of a, a of the right fit stylistically. Uh, Nico says, uh, hi, Harry. Think Oba should be dropped on Friday. Starting Lacazette is a must. Brings more to the table all round. And again, I reiterate that point. He brings more to the table in that system for sure. Uh, Marble Halls TV says, Tammy to Italy. Serie A can be pretty rough for black players. Uh, what Saka, Rashford and Sancho experienced post-Euro final loss is nothing compared to what happens in Italy. Yeah, look, there is there is a, a problem in Italy with that. But I'm very conscious of throwing stones um you know that you know how does that saying go those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones and i do think that there are issues in Serie A. i've seen it with my own eyes but i think there are issues here as well and it's just it's a problem worldwide and i don't think that i guess i think that if you let that dictate what you do in your footballing career then i think you you're almost letting those assholes basically win and I don't want to see that happen but look you're right there is a problem in Italy with it there has been a problem for a while but as we saw after the Euros there's a problem here as well so uh, it's a worldwide thing it's something that we all need to work hard together to eradicate from the game for sure uh, but I just think if it were me and I can't speak for Tammy Abraham but if it were me I'd want to not let that uh, or the fear of that dictate what I do in my footballing career. I don't think that you should be bullied into making moves or not making moves because of some ignorant idiots. Um, but it, it is a point, uh, you know, that is, that is a valid one for sure. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's take some more of uh, your comments. Uh, Nico also says, I think Tammy Abraham is more suited to Arsenal style than Chelsea's. I'd prefer him to Oba. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Steve says, aren't we better off rolling the dice on Gabby Martinelli? He can be the number two and will be 23 when Oba's deal expires. Would rather we got both Madison and Odegaard on loan to address the creativity. Yeah, look, and it's been quite well reported, hasn't it, throughout the um, throughout the duration of this Tammy Abraham saga, if you like. The Arsenal can't really do this deal unless they move someone on. There has been a lack of interest in Alexander Lacazette. Roma have been credited with an interest over the last 48 hours, but Roma, who are after Tammy Abraham, I doubt they'll sign both. It'll probably be one or the other, but you know, we are quite well stocked in the centre forward area. We've we've talked about how maybe some of them don't necessarily fit into what it is we're trying to do as a team. And as a result, they're being kind of, um, you know, they're, they're not being as effective as they could be. But at the club currently, in terms of centre forward options, you've got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alexander Lacazette, Eddie Nketiah, Foller in Balogun. And you could probably make the argument that Gabriel Martinelli would, could play there and do a good job as well. And so, it's a bit like the right back position for me, where in an ideal world, you'd like to upgrade on that. 
But just like at right back where we've got four players and we can't shift any of them and we're stuck and therefore you can't justify spending a proportion of your budget on that area, we've got the same problem up front. So unless there is a departure, I can't see this happening. Um, my initial thought and feeling when I read and heard that Tammy Abraham could be on his way to Rome was not one of major disappointment because it's not a sign-in I'm massively up for, if I'm completely honest. I like Tammy Abraham. I think he's he's a hard worker. I think he's got a lot of industry. I think he's proven that he can score goals. I just wonder if Tammy Abraham is worth the kind of money that we're talking about, the kind of money that it would take Chelsea to let him join us anyway, because make no mistake about it, the terms that Chelsea have agreed with Roma, uh, I'm sure are much more favourable for the buyer than they would be if we were to enter negotiations with them because of the rivalry, because we play in the same league. And uh, and, and obviously that plays a massive role. So just to reiterate and, and repeat and recap the Tammy Abraham stuff. Tammy Abraham could could be on his way to Italy after Chelsea agreed a deal with Roma. It's an initial loan deal with a 5 million euro loan fee, followed by, we're not sure whether it's an obligation or an option to purchase the player uh, later down the line. So that's the latest on Tammy Abraham. Elsewhere, Chris Wheatley has reported that Arsenal are still some way from meeting Leicester City's asking price for James Madison. Now, Arsenal uh, are, are well interested in James Madison. That has been widely reported. Arsenal very, very keen to bring the creative midfielder to the club. But there seems to be an understanding right now that this deal is not really moving forward. Leicester are wanting in excess of £60 million for James Madison, which feels like a lot of money. And Arsenal are not able at this moment in time. I don't know if they're able or if they're willing they're certainly not willing to uh, meet that sort of um, that that price tag. And that's become a big problem because this one has been going on for a few weeks now, but it's not really moving forward. And according to Chris Wheatley, who does say that the focus is now on bringing in a backup goalkeeper and a creative midfielder, Arsenal are exploring cheaper alternative options to James Madison. And I think that's probably sensible if indeed we can't or won't spend the £60 million that Leicester are asking for. Leicester don't need to sell. Remember that. And when a team doesn't need to sell, you need to make them want to sell. And that means meeting their valuation and in many cases exceeding that valuation. It's why a lot of the time you pay over the odds for players. But with James Madison, Leicester are in a strong position. They don't want to let the guy go. If a good big comes in, I'd imagine they'd entertain it at least. But Arsenal, as of yet, are yet to make an offer that is big enough, sufficient enough and tempting enough for Leicester City to really uh, start pushing this one towards a conclusion. So not confident of it happening at the moment, but we'll see uh, how this one goes. Talked about alternative options and one of the alternative options that Arsenal are being linked with is a player that we've been linked with in the past. If I'm not mistaken, we were linked with this player when we went after Matteo Genduzzi, and that is Bordeaux's Yassine Adli. He's a product of the Paris Saint-Germain Youth Academy, joined Bordeaux a couple of seasons ago, and he's someone that Arsenal were very uh, strongly interested in, apparently, prior to nabbing Matteo Genduzzi. If memory serves me correctly, 
we were all talking about Yassine Adli as a player coming in. And out of the blue, we signed Matteo Guendouzi and we were all like, whoa, what's going on here? Yassine Adli is a more advanced midfielder. He's a playmaker. Uh, he's a big, big talent. There's a lot of interest in him. AC Milan also keeping tabs on Yassine Adli. Spurs are said to be interested in him as well. Um, and so he's a player uh, that there could be a little bit of a bidding war for. Lille as well, the French champions, have also said to have made an inquiry about the player's availability. And as I say, Yassine Adli currently plays his football at Bordeaux. 21 years old, he scored six, uh, he scored five goals, sorry, and provided eight assists in 69 appearances for the club. He's got plenty of time to develop and has shown plenty of raw talent. But is he ready right now? Not sure. This is my big thing. I think he's one of those players that fits into that bracket we're talking about, or we have been talking about all summer. Young, exuberant, clearly talented, and with the ability to go on to bigger and better things. But the fact he's not there yet makes him attainable, makes him uh, available probably at a price that Arsenal uh, could afford. I think so there was talk of an opening bid from AC Milan of something like £10 million. Uh, but of course, with Arsenal and Spurs in the mix. I'm sure Bordeaux will be looking to hold out for a little bit more than that with the Premier League muscle uh, coming in and trying to tempt the player away. So Arsenal linked with Yassine Adli as a uh, cheaper alternative option to James Madison. Fabrizio Romano's also talked a little bit about Martin Odegaard. He's not said that anything's moved on that or anything's gone forward, but what he has said is that Arsenal are keeping an eye on that situation as you'd expect. So that's the update for today. Just to recap, Tammy Abraham could be on his way to Rome, meaning Arsenal miss out on the Chelsea striker. Arsenal are nowhere near uh, meeting the asking price that Leicester City have set for James Madison. Yassine Adley, the Bordeaux attacking midfielder, is being linked with a move to Arsenal with the club said to be preparing an opening bid. But there is interest from Lille, from AC Milan and Tottenham as well, which is going to make this one uh, a bit of a battle if Arsenal decide to proceed with it. So that's the latest. Uh, get your questions in the chat and we'll spend some time on some of your questions before we wrap up uh, this first live stream of the day. Don't forget to hit the like button if you haven't done so already. I can see there's over uh, 200 of you watching on the multiple platforms live right now. And there'll be plenty more of you joining us a little bit later on, I am sure. So please do uh, smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Let's get it up to 100 ASAP. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel. We are edging ever closer to the 15K mark on YouTube. And uh, I think at the time of starting the stream, we were about 50 subs away. So if you haven't subbed and you're new to the channel, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. And if you'd like to go one further by becoming a member, you can also do that. I want to say a big thank you as well to Alex Maiden, who's upgraded his membership on the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel. Alex, uh, thank you so much for your support and welcome any other members that have joined uh, in the last couple of days. I've seen the, the numbers have gone up, but what happens is unless you do it while I'm on a stream. I don't get the notification. So it requires me to actually go in and have a look, which I've got to be honest, I don't always get to do. Uh, so yeah, welcome to everybody who has signed up. Right, let's take some of your questions. Let's start with this one from Brad Richardson. He says, do you think Aubameyang playing on the left during pre-season is down to a lack of numbers? Saka has just returned and Gabby was at the Olympic Games plus 
We all hate Willian. I'm not going to say I hate Willian. I think that's a little bit harsh. Um, maybe as a footballer, maybe based on what he did last season, there's a bit of uh, justification to that. But do I think he's playing on the left because of a lack of numbers? No, I'm not sure. I, my gut feeling is that he feels, as I've said before, this loyalty to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang because of the fact he agreed to stay at the club and because of the mega, mega contract that they did um, or that there was agreed between the parties. I think that Aubameyang being the captain as well makes a makes a difference here and is key. And I just think that Arteta is trying to shoehorn him into the side, but equally doesn't feel he's bringing enough to the table as an out-and-out centre-forward. So he's trying to get something out of Aubameyang by shoehorning him in. I don't think it's the right way to go personally. And I'm going to give a little bit of a... a a giveaway here ahead of our Brentford preview. But personally, I think that he should be dropped for Brentford. I don't think he should be in the starting lineup. I think he probably will be, though, uh, because I do think that Mikel Arteta will be very, very reluctant to drop his captain, highest paid player, talisman leader, even if his form is not as great as it has been in years gone by. Um, Let's take this one uh, from Ariane, who says, why aren't we going for Kalon Navas? Number two at PSG now, won three Champions Leagues, world-class, cheaper than Ramsdale, easy, and it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it's someone that we should probably be looking at for sure. Would he want to come to Arsenal? That remains to be seen. Uh, of course, that is a, an issue. And, and if Kalon Navas is moving away from PSG to be the number one somewhere, then... I'm not sure Arsenal is the place because I'm not convinced that in Mikel Arteta's mind, he wants a new number one. I think that, you know, somebody like uh, Bern Leno is is here and Bern Leno isn't going anywhere as things stand at present. So I, I don't even think that Kaylor Navas, not that I'm saying he's not a better keeper than Leno, but I don't think in Mikel Arteta's mind, he's looking for a goalkeeper of that profile who will demand those kind of wages. And so probably just isn't the right fit for me at the moment. Had Leno left the club, I'd be looking at that a little bit differently. Uh, but in this instance, I don't think that it's the right fit. Uh, Arsenal Legends uh, says, Harry, do you know we offered 60 mil plus one of the four English players? So how are we struggling? We just got 22 mil for Willock. We spent 50 mil on White. So what are they talking about? I'm going to do a video a little bit later on about Arsenal's finances and why it is so difficult to keep up with the Joneses, if you like. And by the Joneses, I mean Manchester City, I mean Chelsea, I mean Manchester United. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I feel was Arsenal's plan going into this transfer window and why it's hit a brick wall. And we'll come on to discuss that in great detail on the stream that we do later on today. So make sure your notifications are turned on. If you're a podcast listener, that will drop for you first thing tomorrow morning. But we're going to go into that in detail because I do think... Something's gone wrong somewhere along the line. I think I can read between the lines and work out maybe where it's gone wrong, but I think it's worth a podcast of its very own. So we'll be doing that a little bit later. Uh, Camille says, uh, what outgoings do you sense will actually happen before the end of the window? I think that obviously the Willock deal will, will be completed. I think that one of our right-back options will probably leave the club. Not sure it's going to be Hector Bayerin, but I do think that someone will leave. It could end up being Cedric. There is a lot of interest in the Portuguese fullback from Turkey, and uh, that's not going away. So I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal took the opportunity to cash in on him, given the overload we have in that particular area of the pitch. 
I think Enketia will probably go as well. But other than that, I can't envisage much. I don't know if Sarah Kalasinac could be another one to leave the club. There's talk of uh, maybe discussions going on behind the scenes over the termination of his contract uh, so that he can then go on and join uh, someone else. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, in terms of your comments, uh, Gare says, do you not think Willock can stay and play for a spot? Goals from the midfield is what we need. Feel like he can offer more and plays with more confidence than he has in the past. I've said this before. I just think that Joe Willock doesn't really fit into what, what Mikel Arteta is doing. Now, you can argue and you can make the case that what Mikel Arteta is doing maybe isn't the right way. And that's a whole separate argument. I just think if you look at this current setup with the two-man midfield pivot and then the the creative midfielder ahead. I don't see where Joe Willock fits in that. Not disciplined enough for me to play deeper, not good enough in terms of his ball progression and, and passing ability to dictate play from a deeper area. Yes, he can arrive in the penalty area, but I don't think his overall midfield play is at the level that we need it to be. I think it's one of those deals that was a good deal for everyone. It's great for Willock because he gets to go and play regular Premier League football. It's great for Arsenal because they get £25 million for a player that they would have never got £25 million for uh, last last summer. And they won't get £25 million for next summer if he stays and sits on the bench. So, you know, it's just a great deal for everybody. Um, Isaac says, thank God we're missing out on Abraham. We should be going for Vlavic, going to be an elite striker, totally complete player, plan A and plan B rolled into one. Yeah, big fan of Vlavic, but it's not looking like that is uh, is, is going to happen this summer. I've got to be honest. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, some positivity from Guna72, Ben White and Albert Sambi Lakonga really impressing everyone top class. Also like Tavares. Yeah, I'm not unhappy with the business we've done so far. I just want to make that clear. I just don't think we've done enough of it. And I don't think we've done enough considering the players that we've lost, um, which is key. Craig Tanner says, would you take Jack Wilshire back for squad depth on a pay as you play deal? I wouldn't. I, I really like Jack Wilshire. I love everything he stands for. I was a massive fan of his when he was really at his pomp at Arsenal. But, you know, from the minute he picked up that last injury prior to his Arsenal departure, it's been a decline for Jack Wilshire. I'm not sure, and as harsh as this may sound, that he's got what it takes physically anymore to play at the top level. I think that as a footballer, he's incredibly intelligent. He's incredibly talented, very technically gifted. I just don't think physically he can do it. And I don't see the point in bringing him back to break down. I think we've got enough of those players with all due respect to Jack. And um, I think he's spoken quite candidly, hasn't he, lately, of how that is nigh on impossible. So, no, I wouldn't uh, personally, but that's just me. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Steve says, do you not think we're being held hostage by the Cronkies with their refusal to spend with the big boys and put the club back up there. Uh, again, we're going to talk a little bit about the spending on the next podcast because I've got one planned specifically on that. But it is frustrating. But equally, as frustrating as it is, we knew they weren't going to do that. We knew they weren't going to get open a blank checkbook this summer, hand it to Mikel Arteta and say, do your worst. You know, we knew that this approach was going to be the approach. I kind of, I feel guilty myself and I feel stupid and naive that I got sucked in to those rumours about the £200 million transfer spend because I think the fact that we're seeing Arsenal having hit a bit of a brick wall at the moment in terms of their transfer activity is the, a telltale sign 
that that money might be available, but it was available or going to be available if and when we sold players and we're not selling players. And even if we are going to end up selling some of them and moving them out, I don't see how the hell uh, we're going to raise anywhere near the kind of money that some were reporting at the start of the window. I've got to be honest. Um, Let's take this one uh, from Guna Legend. A lot of people have been annoyed by this. Edu being on holiday, supposedly. People saying that maybe the transfer business is concluded for him to be on holiday. Look, I mean, it's not concluded, I don't think. I do expect Arsenal to bring players in um, between now and the end of the transfer window. I know there's a lot of negativity around that. I still say you've got to kind of reserve your judgment till the end of the window, but you're, we're humans and it's natural at this stage to feel a little bit disengaged, a little bit disenfranchised and a little bit frustrated with what we've seen so far. This whole thing about Edu being on holiday, look, th th that doesn't even bother me, man. Like, where does he need to, where do you want him to be? I mean, where do you want him to be? If he's wherever he is in the world and he's got his phone and his laptop and he's still doing what he's doing i don't really see that as a big problem I, you know edu will be working uh whether that's from his home or whether he's somewhere sunning it up at the same time to me is irrelevant if you get the business done then i haven't got a problem with where you do it i think especially now i mean everybody's working from all over the place aren't they uh so i don't think that that's a massive massive issue honestly is it's one of those things that people are going to beat him with if we don't do the business that we need to do by the end of the window. But for me, it's a non-issue. We've got phones, we've got laptops, we've got computers. It's not a big deal at all. Right. Uh, I want to say a massive, massive thank you uh, to Saeed Abdullah for your very, very kind super chat donation. Saeed, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate that. Um, thank you. And uh, thank you for all of your support. Uh, I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Gunnar Legend says, can't take a call on a jet ski, Harry, referring back to Edu. Yeah, you can't, but how long are you on a jet ski for? Uh, Matt says, folks need to relax about Edu being on holiday. As I said, he has a laptop and a phone, so he can still work. If we don't sign Madison, it's not because Edu is on holiday. It's because Arsenal don't want to spend the money. And... Um, you know, there's been a lot of criticism directed towards Edu and Arteta during this window and some of it justified, but a lot of it and a lot of the problems and the snags and the, the brick walls and the problems and the issues that Arsenal are hitting at the moment are out of their control. So, as I say, we're going to talk about this a lot more on the next edition of the show. One we're going to dedicate especially uh, to that. Let's check in where we are on the likes and then we'll pick up a couple more questions uh, before we lock off, I can see right now there's uh, over a couple of hundred of you on YouTube alone, but we've only got 75 likes. Let's get that up to 100 sharpish. Uh, it shouldn't be any trouble. And um, let's go back to the comments. Uh, Marble Halls TV says fans make too many assumptions on the club, not just Gooners, but all clubs agreed. Uh, Arsenal Fan Circle Channel says it's very unfortunate that we need to make space for signings, therefore selling players and weakening our hand, negotiating for incomings uh agreed what else uh have we got here um what else have we got arch angel says i'm on holiday as an arsenal fan until arteta is sacked uh so lots of people uh voicing their discomfort and their dissatisfaction i guess at mikel arteta um and edu and the job that they're currently doing 
again, you know, I am frustrated. I, I got a little bit frustrated on the same old Arsenal podcast yesterday um, because I was talking about issues that I feel were still there going into the new season and how we've not really addressed a lot of those. And um, it's a problem. It's a problem. You know, it really is. Billy Anderson says, being as honest as I can think, being sorry, being as honest as I can, I think Arsenal won't challenge at all for the top four. Seeing other business from other teams, I think fifth and sixth is probably our best hope. Still a big improvement, though. Yeah, look, I think that that fourth is going to be a big ask for Arsenal. I, that's why I keep saying if Arsenal were to finish in the top four next season, that would be an excellent season because it's really looking unlikely. I think that sixth um, is about right, is about what you can expect from this team. And, and what we're probably going to achieve if, of course, we don't go on and make significant improvements to the squad that might give us that little bit extra in terms of pushing forward and um, and hopefully getting back into the big time, back into the Champions League, regaining the status and the funds that come with that. So, uh, yeah. I'm trying to not be too negative, but it is it is a worrying situation at the moment. Hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll see some movement that makes us feel a little bit more positive and a little bit better about the upcoming campaign. Right. We are going to leave it there. Big thank you to everybody for joining me live and to those of you who will be watching or listening to this back later on. Uh, we're going to be coming to you late this afternoon with another live stream on the YouTube channel. If you're a podcast listener, that episode will be available from first thing on Wednesday morning. We're going to be talking about the finance. We're going to be talking about the lack of transfer activity, what's likely to have gone wrong, why this is a consequence of really shit planning in the first place. And we're going to be taking as well all of your questions towards the back end of that show as well. So make sure you tune in for that one. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you hit the like button and I'll catch you all very, very soon with more Arsenal content. Until then, ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.